You're listening to the Effective Statistician Podcast, a weekly podcast with Alexander Schacht, Benjamin Pieske and Sam Gardner designed to help you reach your potential, lead great science and serve patients without becoming overwhelmed by work. Posters, flyers, papers, lots of stuff and how you can use QR codes to enhance them. So check out this episode, another interview with Irene to help you improve your output. You may not think, well, QR codes, it's nothing new, but it's actually quite something new in our field. And we as statisticians shouldn't leave that just to medical writing and have quite an impact there because we can offer things that others may not even think about. So stay tuned for this nice discussion with Irene. If you want to learn more about Irene, then just scroll back in your podcast players. There's a great discussion with her about animations and movements in an earlier episode. I'm producing this podcast in association with PSI, a community dedicated to leading and promoting the use of statistics within the healthcare industry for the benefit of patients. Join PSI today to further develop your statistical capabilities with access to the video-on-demand content library, free registration to all PSI webinars, and much, much more. Head over to the PSI website at psiweb.org to learn more about PSI activities and become a PSI member today. Welcome to another episode. And today we have Irene back on the show. How are you doing? Hello, I'm doing great. How are you? It was great talking to you about movement and animations. And if you haven't listened to the last episode with Irene, for sure, scroll back in your podcast player and search for it because it was really, really insightful. And um, very often you have the problem that you do something on paper and then of course well on paper you can't have anything animated you know this everything is static but there's a nice trick you can use to actually um, connect this this paper world yeah that you know the printed out stuff that we have whether it's on a poster, in a, in a manuscript, or whatsoever, with the digital world. And that is secure code. Yeah? Nowadays, all the mobiles that we have have that directly integrated, and it's really, really easy to go from a, from a paper, um, poster, handout, whatsoever, to a homepage. So... What is your experience in terms of QR code? Have you used it a lot in the past? And, and where did you see it being it used? I don't think I've used it in the past. I used it a while ago for a project that I did at college. And I wanted the, the, we wanted the teacher to have more information beyond our specific pre presentation. But I'm thinking I, I haven't used it in other settings. Uh, and I see it very... I see its popularity in, in the pharma company for posters, conferences, which is quite interesting. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think nowadays there's lots of conferences that allow these QR codes to be on the um, on the posters, on the handouts, on the manuscripts, um, and that enables you to add lots of further information, as you as you have uh, just uh, said. And what makes you usually click on such a QR code? Mm -hmm. I think it needs to. So the poster needs to needs to be interesting. So you need to see that the information that is interesting enough for you to want more. So it has to catch your attention. It has to be um, different. Again, we're requesting to the reader an extra effort, which is pull out the mobile phone, use it with the QR, and then interact with it with with your phone. Right. So read it read this extra information in, in this new device, which again has to be worth worth it. Otherwise people won't do it, right? So uh, I, th I think it's about showing probably something that is very interesting mm -hmm. and that it showcases that there's more to come. It just didn't fit in the poster. Yeah, I think that's actually quite nice. You know, you very often see these completely overloaded posters. It's kind of a complete paper written on a, on a poster. And I don't know how you feel about it, but I feel, I think these posters are really unattractive. I just, you know, if I see them, I don't want to, you know, read them or go through them. It's just too much because there's lots of different posters and I just want to get a first glance on it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I like posters that, are rather clean and says, you know, maybe one or two big graphs on it, some, you know, short uh, messages around it. And so I can quickly see what are the key results and then, you know, go onto the QR code. But I think it's also really important, as you said, that there's some kind of promise about the QR code. Yeah. That click here to learn more or click here to see how this how you can interact with the data or mm -hmm. see how you can you know further dig into the data yeah um, i would i would add that although it's there are very very different settings this is still the same as what ha is happening in news regarding social media and and websites at the bbc for example in the website there's so much content that the articles were fighting against each other and it had to be you have to organize the launch of a new article especially visual projects that had a lot of effort in them in order to get them high up so that people click <laughs> in here is still something similar where you have a lot of posters that are very very interesting but they're still fighting against each other to get your attention so use i think we need to use the time and the space really smart in a very smart way to provide the information that is needed but also to to make it memorable again, memorable, right? That that word that we use so much in in their visualization, and really, to if we want them to go to an extra information, to really kind of tell them this is this is really interesting. You won't be frustrated when you click, right? Regarding the the poster design, I have had experience doing that for um, 
Philips Research North America, actually, where I worked with, with their team and I was the only designer. So I ended up doing a lot of templates for posters. Um, and I am a designer, so I'm a huge fan of white space. I think mm -hmm. white space is an ally for highlighting and structuring and really organizing your information. And I know there's people who don't like it, who feel very stressed out when there's white space and use space in a chart. And it, it happens It happens in journalism, it happens in, in science too. But I think we need to think about it again as, a, as an ally, because if you feel the poster, if you feel a page within everything, it means that you need to do a huge effort so that everything is balanced and, mm -hmm. and also do a very, like put a lot of effort so that the main takeaway actually looks like the main takeaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of, if you see a poster and you know, from the, from 10 meters, you just see kind of big bars of text, yeah, then, well, you don't see anything, yeah? Whereas if you stand uh, away 10 meters and you see there is, you know, a clear headline that you maybe can still read and, you know, you see there's, a, you know, not just four black bars, so it kind of is the text, but there's, you know, one nice big picture in the middle that has, you know, a data visualization and there's lots of white space around it. It really captures your attention. Yeah. And again, I'm obsessed about alignment and grids. And I think having a very good grid is very important when doing a poster. So grid is basically having like a proper structure of columns and, and rows and everything that is designed has a grid. So I'm obsessed with, with them. I'm obsessed also with finding out the hidden grids of every app that I have at home. Um, but they, they are really helpful for structuring information and having a kind of a hierarchy in, in, in what we do. Yeah. yeah, actually aligning things and not, you know, having everything centered, but left, uh, left or right aligned helps so much. I completely agree. I, um, I saw that in, a, in some designs from uh, Cole Nussbaum-Manaflik, where she just kind of aligned a couple of things and it directly looked so much more easy to look into. Yeah. yeah. And was not so distracting. And um, yeah, then you can actually get rid of, you know, things like lines that connect these because if it's aligned, there is already a line. It's, it's kind of, you know, if you have this left aligned text, yeah, you see actually a line, although it's not there. And that yeah. makes it really, really easy. Nice. Yeah, I, I have a funny story about alignments because in in Spain, when I, I was producing work, etc., most of the things were justified. So the whole line of text would go to the end and, and then etc. And then when when I was in the States, that is really bad design, apparently. It's just two, two, two ways of designing. And... My typography professor was like, do not justify. That is really bad. Stop doing that. Just only justify on the, on the left. And then if you want to be extra, <laughs> you can actually work so that the rack, so that, that the, the breaks of the lines when you have it left aligned actually look nice. 
there's there's a lot of effort in, for example, books. So that this this kind of breaks of lines are first there's one long, then one short, then one long. So that it looks nice, and they have na they have basically na names for things that like the like the tummy, right? So when the lines are basically one after another, being a little bit bigger, and then being a little bit smaller, so it's kind of like a tummy. And okay. um, it's it, that that has kept with me. I actually try to to work the rugs right now, uh, in in a better way. Regarding the alignment, for example, in charts, um, I think labels. It's really important to how how we how we align it. And maps use this kind of thing a lot for avoiding having to use the lines that you were mentioning, right? So if elements are properly aligned, then you can. You can remove some clutter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that gives you, you know, if you don't use that space there, then you have less information, with, which I think is good because you prioritize information for the reader and help him to focus on what's most important. And then you can use the QR code to provide additional data, yeah? And then you can say, okay, go to click this, to this homepage, like you have in this BBC articles, where there's, you know, read more or read a related article or, or things like that. Yeah. Um, or click here to dig deeper into this interactive data visualization. Additional data, background information, these are all things that you can add into the homepage. Um, that you have linked to the um, uh, QR code. What are other things you can you can use the QR code for? Well, you could link it for, for example, a visualization that doesn't fit in the poster that uses all those animations that we were speaking about in the other podcast. So really doing something special that explains this this project in a different way. Um, I think that's really the what the QR code brings into this, the opportunity of telling the research in a different way, in a more engaging way, maybe, uh, giving a different kind of aspect to it. And it might be a visualization, but it can also be a, a video regarding how it has been done, what is the methodology, what is the impact, so telling the stories of the patients. Yeah, I think that is really nice. You can have maybe a three-minute presentation or five-minute presentation of the poster on a video. And then people can, you know, not only, you know, read about the author, but they can see the author, how he's presenting the data. So you can have, a, you know, these short poster uh, presentations recorded and edit there. Yeah, that's, that's I, I very much like that. Um, in terms of the data visualization, I also really love that you then have some kind of interactivity, for example. Yeah. So imagine you have shown the overall results of a clinical trial, and now you want to show also subgroups, like for older and younger patients, pre-treated, not pre-treated, different baseline severities, things like that. And you can add that. Um, and then also scrolling telling. You can have that as well. What's your experience with scrolling telling? And uh, maybe you can first explain what that means to you. So uh, scrolling tellings for me are projects where we give the, the user the 
the feeling that they are controlling the story. So basically they, they scroll through a page down and as they scroll, things happen in the screen. And it's usually, there's a, there's a visualization and then some text blocks that tell you what is happening in the visualization and explaining it a little bit, little bit by little bit. So there's basically a scenes, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really good for, for explaining I think for explaining complex stories and, and data sets, because that way you can really explain what is happening and what are the the tiny bits of it, right? So it, it's just like when you have, let's say a visualization and you can go, you have different buttons to go to the next scene, next scene or after or earlier scene. It's just that it's happening through through a mouse. And this is really, is really handy when you have a, a mobile phone because it's, it's a normal and natural kind of interac- interaction, which is what I think what makes it so popular right now, the scrollies. There's a very, very interesting and good scrolly about machine learning uh, done a few years ago. And it's just brilliant. It, I think it was the first proper scrolly that I saw and then everyone ended up copying it. But as you go, it tells you what machine learning is, what it does, what it's doing the algorithm, what it means to be biased, etc. It, it's, it's brilliant. Yeah. And, you know, if you open a QR code, most likely you'll see the information on a mobile device. Yeah. So I don't know whether people will carry on their, their desktop and or their laptop and kind of try to make a photo of the QR code that way. I think most likely, more than 99%, that would be my estimate, look at it on, on a mobile device. And then, of course, yeah. that's really, really nice. It's a very, very nice way to show Yeah, it. but it, it changes the rules. So if you do, if you put a, QR code and the people are seeing it on the mobile, you shouldn't you shouldn't put the poster that you have with the name with the same font sizes and with the same structure because you won't be able to read it. People will have to zoom in and that user experience is actually quite bad. Badly. It's it's not very nice. So is is this huge problem of going from paper to to a much smaller screen, right? So Okay, we can do many things with the phone. We can interact with it. We can touch it. We can, etc. But we need to be aware of the design aspect of the mobile phone and the screen. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is that is really important. I got really annoyed with a couple of these COVID dashboards that are not very um, response friendly. Um, especially kind of the John Hopkins ones I got <laughs> really annoyed with. But yeah, and that's, that's a good, important way to think about it. It has lots of advantages, but you need to pay attention to the user experience. In terms of user experience, there's also really, really fancy things that you can then do. You can, you know, you can click to things like augmented reality, stuff like this. Yeah. So... Imagine you're at a dermatology conference, yeah, and you would click on it and then, you know, you could have some kind of, yeah, psoriasis on your skin and see how fast it goes away on average with this new treatment, yeah? Wouldn't that be a really, really nice way to show kind of how the treatment works on, on a, you know, in a real setting, 
give you kind of really what the feeling of the of the patient is. Well, at least the seeing. I think we still can't have things like itch and pain on it, and probably you don't want to have it, but at least you get a sense of uh, these types of things. Yeah? And I'm pretty sure there's lots of other ways you can you know, visualize the data. Yeah, and also imagine that you have uh, developed, um, I don't know, you, ha you had a clinical trial where a person had to use a wearable, right? Of course, you, you could have that, that um, device with you, but you could also show it through through the through the screen of your of your mobile phone, mobile phone, and really give a sense of like the size, the scale, etc. So I think uh, augmented reality is is a really nice add-on, and you can even um, focus on your poster. Imagine that you don't want to do that QR code, right? And but you could use augmented reality to show an, an animated part of the chart. So in, yeah. you only show the general view in your chart, and then you use augmented reality to provide some other views, which I think is a, a really interesting thing that we haven't seen so much lately. Yeah. And I think there's another thing that I haven't yet seen, but I'm pretty sure it will come in the future. Um, you can also use the QR code to actually connect with the people, yeah? So why not have this QR code and then you go to a homepage where, where there's a chat, yeah? Where people talk about this, about this poster or where you can uh, leave a review for the poster or where you can, you know, leave your email address to get further information or where maybe you, you directly go into, I don't know, a clubhouse room or something similar where you can directly interact with other people, yeah? Or maybe into a virtual room where, you know, at a specific time the, the presenter is and you can chat with him. There's so many opportunities with that that we haven't yet digged into. I think that is really something that will come in the next years more and more as, you know, there's more and more opportunities. And then the poster is really just the, the entry point. And it needs to be really, really attractive. Or the flyer or whatever you have the QR code on. There's lots of opportunities there. I totally agree. I think it's uh, all this technology, they are bringing very nice opportunities to, to give extra information and, and make it even better. Yeah. So we had a lot of discussion about QR code and what makes it possible. If you want to connect the paper world or kind of tangible world that we are uh, in with something that is more interactive, maybe more engaging, uh, where you can do much more things in terms of visualization, especially animated visualizations, scrolling, um, interactive visualizations, all these different things uh, that make data visualizations really nice and fun on screens. Um, and if you want to learn more about that, scroll back to the different episodes that we have about data visualization. Scroll back to the one with Irena, to the one with Alberto Cairo, to the ones with the people from the uh, visualization special interest group. And uh, mentioning that, uh, there is a monthly webinar 
where we talk about data visualization for uh, clinical studies or other data in healthcare. And you can learn about that and apply it and test ideas. And that is called The Wonderful Wednesday. So head over to the show notes, check out these different things. And it would be great if you could participate in one of these webinars and maybe even submit something that you have worked on. And then that gives you something that you can attach to a QR code on your poster next time. Thanks so much, Irena. Great for having you again. Any, any final thoughts on that? Well, first, thank you for the invitation. <laughs> it was great to participate. And then always think about these technologies in the way that they always bring new opportunities. I think that's, that's a really nice takeaway. Yes, yes. Very good. Speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. The show was created in association with PSI. Thanks to Rain, who helps with the show in the background. And thank you for listening. Please share this episode and other episodes that you'd like with your colleagues so more statisticians can learn about this podcast and learn more about how to become really effective. Reach your potential, lead great science, and serve patients. Just be an effective statistician. Oh, 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 oh,